Oh, some more Rihanna here in the third hour of First Stop. This is Umbrella. I mean, a song you'll probably see on the halftime show next week, right, Coco? I'd be stunned if she didn't play Umbrella. That's a classic. I mean, you would think, and I wonder what the, the odds are in FanDuel for first and last for this song. I mean, this is probably a middle song for her, Agreed. I would think. Agreed. Agreed. You know, you get the first one going to get everybody all excited for you know the rihanna hit list and then the last one i'm pretty sure the last one will be one that she could leave people with a lasting impression i think umbrella is just one that plays over and over and over in your head nonstop, and i think that would be a middle fitting song for me i don't know how you feel about that. i know i think you're spot on i don't know if it's an opener i don't know if it's a closer but it will be part of the set oh yeah at some some and everybody in the state it would probably open up of an umbrella at that time too yes they should hand out umbrellas and everyone's just like yeah this song's (laughs) awesome having themselves a time we might need an umbrella a little bit earlier than we thought here in Ontario, because we talked about Punxsutawney Phil, which is the American groundhog who saw his own shadow predicting six more weeks of winter. Here in Ontario, we have Wyerton Willie, and Wyerton Willie has predicted an early spring. Bang! Oh, Free so Willie, baby! I, yes. I can't even believe Bang. this is something that we bring up in our society. I mean, this is so irrelevant. A groundhog's <laughs> shadow. so dumb. I can't believe we take it seriously, but, you know, it's a charm, yeah. I guess, of, of take something that, we do Phil, every year. Take that, Phil, you pigeon. Yeah, Tony <laughs> Phil doesn't know what he's talking about. It's all about Wyerton Willie. Let's bring in the host of TSN Super Bowl coverage, our good friend James Dothy, back on the show. What's up, J.D.? Don't you think, like, if, if the groundhog lived in, I don't know, North Carolina or something, it would make sense. The winter could maybe be over somehow in February. But even in Pennsylvania, it's ludicrous because you're always going to get winter <laughs> in February. In Canada, it's the stupidest thing that was ever Isn't invented. It? Yes. Like, it w- was Wyerton, sorry, which is ours? Ours is Wyerton Willie. Wyerton Willie, yes. Phil. So who... Who copied who on that? Somebody had to have the groundhog first. I don't know if that was the States or that was... I think it was Puxatani. He's the most famous Yeah, probably. One. So that whoever decided in Canada to follow that, has there ever been a winter that was over February the 2nd or whatever in That's the good history point. of Canada? No. Never. No. Maybe, Maybe in Vancouver. Maybe with climate change, the groundhog will become more relevant. Yeah, and, you well, know, if that's the years case, down the road, winter might be over February first, and then we can talk about things. You know, I'm, I'm glad you brought up climate change, JD, because I don't know if you've been into a shoppers lately or a Loblaws or anything like this, but like the single-use grocery bags are no longer as of I think in March, and that's a good thing. I'm very pro getting rid of those plastic bags. But are they actually single-use? Like, I use these plastic bags multiple times, and I guess the alternative, and they're asking you to buy a reusable bag every time, which I suppose is fine. I'm just going to lose that, and then I'm going to need to buy a new one every single time, and I feel like there's more plastic in these reusable bags. Or the alternative, you order from Amazon, and you can tell I'm very angry about this, where the huge box comes, the carbon emissions from delivering it. I don't think there's a perfect solution, but getting rid of those single-use bags is not it. And you see all the dog owners complain about those single-use bags because people use those bags to clean up their dog's mess. Well, but there are, you can buy the little disposable doggy. <laughs> right, doggy I get bags. it, I get it. <laughs> I was just going to say, though, uh, you mentioned Super Bowl. I spent my first four Super Bowls, I sat next to Andy Rooney, 
don't know if I've told you guys this before, but Andy Rooney would always come to the Super Bowl, and I I would always be seated next to him. It was the weirdest thing. I guess they did the same seating arrangement every year, and the TSN seats were always next to Andy Rooney's seat. And for the audience too young to remember Andy Rooney, he would he would be on 60 Minutes at the end of 60 Minutes every week, and he would just complain about something. And listening to AK there, he is entering his Andy Rooney years. You know, these little plastic things. I don't understand why we can't. Hey, James, I, I am Andy don't, Rooney. Aaron Rooney. don't make fun of the guy that is currently dating Taylor Swift. I mean, the guy is living a big A-list celebrity style right now. Very impressive. <laughs> yeah. yeah, James is jealous. James is jealous. Andy yeah. Rooney, by the way, was the exact same in person as he was on the television. Like I would sit there, and he would basically be doing his little segments next to me. You always get a little, you always get a little lunchbox at the Super Bowl, and he'd be opening up, going through it, going, "Chewy bar? I'm like 81 years old. I'm not eating a chewy bar, a juice box. That's my grandkids." Oh, it was great. It was great entertainment. <laughs> James Dutty is our guest. You'll be in Arizona for TSN alongside a great collection of analysts covering the Super Bowl all week, James. And I did text you about this earlier. The only Super Bowl I've ever attended was in 2014. That was when the Patriots and the Seahawks, the Malcolm Butler interception at the goal line, mm-hmm. the Seahawks blow the Super Bowl. Classic but one. Yeah, cl- classic for sure. But in the week leading up to it, I was producing TSN Drive with Dave Naylor, so I was down there with Dave. And this was the first time I had ever really spent time with you. I- I'd seen you in the hallways at TSN. We'd say hello, whatever. I called you for guest appearances. But the thing I remember about you, James, we were going to an NFL media party. And I think Rod Smith was coming. Maybe Farhan Lalji might have been there. Dennis Barham, who produces all the Super Bowl content for us here at, at TSN. There's a van that's taking us to this party. We're staying about by the airport somewhere in Arizona. And there's seven seats in this van. There's eight people. So everybody piles in. You know who is willing to sit between the seats, Carlo? Gemini award-winning broadcaster James Dutty, not 23- or 24-year-old Aaron Karulnik. That's how I knew that James Dutty was a true mensch. I must have been drunk already. (laughs) I think we all were. It was a great time. It was a great time. James, how, how do you feel about going to this year's Super Bowl? Uh, it was it was almost a match made in heaven for you with your 49ers, and uh, you know that the wind of that game got sucked out of, or the life got sucked out of 49ers yeah, fans. That was, that was the worst Purdy, championship but... game ever. Where you're, whether you're a Niners fan or whatever, that was just the worst. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so um, how are you feeling how about feel? this? Yeah, I know what you're saying like there. You know, does it take the pressure off that I can uh, be a neutral, unbiased broadcaster? Uh, I mean, I attempted to do that. I, I have covered one Niners Super Bowl, and that was uh, the one they lost to Casey a few years ago. I found I'm, I'm better, you know, I, when I was a young and when we were winning all the Super Bowls, so I never really had anything to uh, um, be sad about because we always won. Although there was one time we lost to the Giants in the NFC Championship game, where I think Roger Craig fumbled or something. And uh, I was emotional probably for a week on that. So as a grown man now, I've been able to, like, I got over um, that loss, which was a painful loss. Remember, the Niners were up by, like, 10 with, I don't know, 12 minutes left or something and should have had yeah. that game. Jimmy G uh, made a couple of terrible throws. But anyway. Um, well, Shanahan made a couple of terrible calls. I was a pro. I was better at coping with the loss on the field. Um, I still would love to be at one where they were at. Um, I was debating with myself before Brady retired yesterday when there's always instant talk about Brady going to the Niners next year. Yeah, I wonder and, how you uh, felt I, about that. 
I've probably told you guys before that as much as I, I really relish being there for many of the Brady Super Bowls because he is the greatest ever, but I also got very sick of covering Brady Super Bowls because it was the same storyline every year. And I openly rooted for him to lose at a certain point just because we, <laughs> Dennis and I, the producer, wanted fresh storylines to talk about. Right. And so then I was thinking in my head, what if Brady takes the Niners to the Super Bowl? It'll be my worst nightmare. Another Brady Super Bowl combined with the greatest thing ever, the Niners being there. And I'll probably spontaneously combust. I'll be so contradicted and confused but that's over now unless he decides in week nine he wants to come back but uh no i'm looking forward to it i I think it's pretty any super bowl when you are neutral i think you just want a close game and i think this this has the capability of being a really close game i think the eagles are better like position by position but two more weeks with mahomes on that uh on that ankle if he's close to 100 percent, he's obviously the ultimate wild card in the entire nfl right now yeah, I don't even believe Mahomes is hurt. So, um, well, I, I was—I've said this too. You know, Carlo, have you ever had a high ankle? Uh, not a high ankle, but I've had a, uh, an ankle sprain, and I've actually chipped a bone in my ankle too. So I know the the well, the, the regular high ankle sprains that we know about in, in hockey or in the NFL—it's like an automatic six to eight weeks, and there's no right. real negotiation there, right? Right. You're just you're just gone. You can't move, and so well, it is. It is true, James, that people say you're better off to break your ankle than get a high ankle sprain because mm-hmm. you can recover mm-hmm. from it. Faster. So I I don't know if they're you know. Ex- exaggerating it or if there's such thing as a mild high ankle sprain or if he's just if the tape jobs and the drugs are, are just that good but yeah. uh it is phenomenal what he's done so uh, it's so, going to be a good game and I, I i was telling ak i uh i'm gonna get we're gonna go to waste management on uh oh you're on, not on, on friday which i did the last i i guess it was ak i guess probably that last time that super bowl was there uh I went to waste management by myself on the Saturday. Thanks for inviting me, James. Sorry, I, I would have appreciated that. Eight years he was ago. just a pigeon producer at yeah. the time. Big time. Big Sat time. on the 16th hole by myself in the middle of that madness. The only sober person there. No it way. Was, it was one of the highlights of, uh, of uh, well, Your life? one of the highlights of my spectating sporting career because it was just absolute madness. And So are uh, you going to do so, it again this year? Yeah, we're, do, we're doing it again for sure. Kara nice. coming down and uh, – I don't know if we're going to get Davis and, and Luke and those guys to go. I've got to drag Jesse Palmer to the 16 at uh, Waste Management. Yeah, you do. Today. Take video, too. That'd be awesome. It'd be great if they get a hole-in-one while you guys are there, too. Well, you know Davis remember, besides go, how go ahead, clever, the, here's the two things I remember about Waste Management 16. The, um, the cleverness of the chance. Like, when Mickelson was coming up that year, and Mickelson was still beloved then, I guess, I didn't even know this, but he had a bald spot developing. And they all started chanting, bald spot, bald spot, bald. <laughs> and I didn't even know at that point Nicholson had a bald spot. That's how good these crowds were in finding something to get on these guys about. And the other thing was there was like 20 uh, Saskatchewan Rough Rider jerseys spread out in the crowd. And I just realized at that point how crazy Rough Rider Nation is and the fact that they wear these jerseys everywhere they go, no matter what sporting event they're attending. And these weren't people. Wow. This wasn't one group. This was like eight different groups of Rough Rider fans at the Waste Management Open in Phoenix. So there you go. Wow, that's uh, I, I'm I'm jealous for you, man. I, I'm excited for you too to, to enjoy all that as well. Um, going back to Brady and James, I think you're the perfect guy to answer this because you were an A-list flag football player when you played high school, and then you went into broadcasting, and now you're the face of TSN. But 
Brady's going into broadcasting. Do you are, do you get excited about that? Do you think he's going to be good? Like what what's your impression yeah, of him know, going into broadcasting? I know Owen Hayes were tossing that around yesterday on on overdrive, and I I think he'll be. I, I use the comparison with uh, with ninety nine, and I, I think when when Gretz was hired by Turner to do hockey. A lot of people thought well, that's a bit of a risky one because, as 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 beloved as Gretzky is, you know he's he can be such a nice guy, but he can be vanilla in his interviews, and that doesn't necessarily work on a panel or on TV. And I think you'd have the same fear with Brady, and the same reason that I got sick of covering him at the Super Bowls, where you know he just it was the same old uh, golly gee kind of guy at the podium. But the, well, I think Gretz has surprised a lot of people, and the thing that makes the greatest ones different is there's weight to everything they say. So when Wayne Gretzky tells a story, it's automatically five to 10 times better than somebody else telling a story because it's Wayne Gretzky telling the story. And I think that would be the same with Brady. And so I don't think there's any chance he'll be awful because he's too smart, too competitive and has been through too much. Now, does that mean that he'll necessarily be, you know, be able to see the game and translate the game really well as some of the best, uh, color analysts do i'm not i'm not sure about that but i think just because it's brady it will have weight and as long as he's brave enough to criticize people and um open enough to tell stories about you know when he was in the huddle down to atlanta you know 28-3 or whatever and what was going on there that's the stuff you want to hear and uh if he shares it i think he'll be great if he decides to do that i'm not convinced he'll do that yet yeah, it's going to be must-watch, must-listen whenever Brady does that. And hopefully it happens at, at the Super Bowl next week. He's not going to replace Greg Olson, obviously, but hopefully we do see him in some capacity in like that six-hour pregame show they have on Fox. But what if, what if Fox set something up like a Manning cast with Brady and Gronk? And like that would be must-watch TV, yeah, just I listening to those two guys going at Brady... it. You, you know, you either have the funny or you don't have the funny. Like, the the Manning brothers have always been funny. Oh, they're hilarious. Uh, and I, I don't know that Brady has that gene in him. Maybe, mm. may, maybe I don't know. He's done some good commercials and such, but I don't get the sense that he's naturally funny like Peyton is. And that personality has to cover the show. It would be fun to listen to. You're right. And, you know, Gronk is entertaining. I don't know. Is Gronk funny? You're right, Carl. It would be worth it. Would be worth listening to. I'm just not sure it would carry like the like yeah. the Mannings have been able to do for a couple of seasons. Yeah, I haven't seen that Gronk FanDuel commercial enough times. I wish they played it more on CTV. <laughs> no, James, I don't know. Do you think I, he I, makes that field goal? Not that I'm trying to contribute. Yes. To no, yeah, I think I think he would too. He's too good. Yes. A, Thirty-five yarders easy, man. I did it. James, yeah. which commercial is your favorite? The Good Doctor promos, Ozempic, or Gronk and FanDuel? <laughs> I'm, I'm big on Ozempic. Yes. yes. No, you don't need to Ask Ozempic. your doctor. You're, you're, Ask you're in doctor. fantastic <laughs> physical condition. James, thank you for doing this as always. Uh, safe travels out there to Arizona. And ask Davis Sanchez the time he made two consecutive Eagles. Something that no one else on earth has ever done, I think. Davis Sanchez, a very rare case, let me tell you. Wow. Can, just before you let me go, can he play? Because I'm hoping maybe. No, not really. That, that, that's, that's the craziest part. He's he a sandbagger, James. He's a sandbagger. Yeah. <laughs> Carlo and I went out with uh, Davis, and he's like, hey, you guys want to play? Like, he goes out, he's like chunking shots. Dude, we played the shanks. first five holes. He's shanking everything <laughs> everywhere. He's like. Hey guys, so how about we have like spice it up a little? Let's play for some money. Uh, you guys yeah. give me a stroke every hole, 
and he literally parred out the rest of the way. It's like, this guy sandbagged us. He becomes Scotty Scheffler immediately when money is on the board. It's unbelievable. Uh, he's, he, he's good with the bets, so that, that wouldn't put that by him. Yeah, I, I yeah. Thank you for the early warning if I do get out with him. Thank you, boys. Yes. We'll talk to you from Super Bowl next week. Okay, buddy. Have a See good James. one. That's James Dutty, host of our Super Bowl coverage here at TSN. Yeah, Davis Sanchez, <laughs> what a guy he is. And he'll <laughs> be live that? on location. He actually called me one day a couple months ago, and he's like, hey, how come did, did AK forget that he owes me money from that golf round? I was like, oh, yeah, he must have. I mean, I we left well, we didn't early. Finish. We didn't yeah. finish. We had four holes. I was going to I was gonna win. I was going to yeah. clean them out in those last four holes. I was just getting But it was impressive out. the way he sandbagged us. And literally, yeah. he was like, 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 par locked in the rest of the way could once we made that bet. Could miss. Could miss. The guy's could an amazing miss. athlete. The guy played in the NFL. It's not surprising yeah. he could, you know, swing a golf club and then sandbag us. So, shout out to our man, David Sanchez. We've got Ed Werder standing by. Our NFL analyst, I imagine Ed, also heading to the Super Bowl. We'll get the latest on Aaron Rodgers from Ed and what the rumors coming out of Sports Illustrated and Albert Breer for Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears mean for the rest of the NFL draft. That's next as First Up continues here on TSN 1050.